Soaring in from high above Eastern Michigan University, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast with your hosts, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. Back in better than ever, like we never left, it's the 2020 opener for the Eastern Insider Podcast. I'm Greg Steiner. And I'm Alex Jewell. We hope you enjoyed your holiday season. You've uh, gone through your treats, your gifts, and more importantly, you've returned some, maybe got what you want, found a new way to listen to us on a phone or something, and celebrate. Today is National Technology Day, so however you might be listening to us, we appreciate it today. Well, it's National Technology Day. We're glad for technology because it allows us to do this show. And, of course, for all you out there and the wise words of our friend Bob Wojnowski from 97.1 and the Debt News, Happy New Year! Don't ever do that again. (laughs) Happy New Year it is, and a new year is upon us. We began Mid-American Conference play on the basketball side of things, and Fred Castro's team enjoyed a happy new year with Ariana Combs leading the way, getting Eastern Michigan women's basketball on the left side of the ledger to begin MAC play, Alex. Ariana Combs, if you haven't taken some time to watch Eastern Michigan women's basketball this year or even look at their stats, this is a player that electrifies any game she's in. She's played six games for the Eagles, Greg. Double-digit scoring in every one of them, and none better than her last outing against Bowling Green, a career-high 32 points, 70% shooting from the floor, 14 of 21. That is an EMU Convocation Center record, and it ties for eighth best in program history. She's setting records left and right, and the great thing is we talked to her today. You'll hear from her a little later in the show. She's cognizant of what she's doing on the court, but she's just taking it day by day. It's nothing that she's having to overexert herself for. She's really thankful for her teammates. Talks a lot about how great it is to have them, and it's the way they're the reason it's possible. So it's really exciting to see. I don't think that she's even come close to her ceiling yet. She's only six games into her season. Yeah, transfer Eastern Michigan has. She will get her first first road test of MAC competition on Wednesday at Kent State in a place the Eagles have not been able to get the monkey off their back as of late. No current Eagle member has ever defeated the Golden Flashes. Yeah, it's a really interesting series because Kent State's taken the last six from Eastern Michigan, but prior to that, the Eagles had won 11 straight games against the Golden Flashes. So a really back-and-forth series. Kent State holds the all-time edge, but two teams that are very similar in makeup, it's going to be a good game. If you can't, obviously get down to Kent on Wednesday to watch that game on ESPN+. Plus. Listen on WEMU 89.1. Two teams that were both a little bit written off this year, but have started have some really competitive play. And the record may not show it, but both teams, I think they will be uh, chasing the MAC crown, despite what some people have to say about that. We also get a team that hopes to be back in the MAC race as they will be on the road Tuesday night. That's the EMU men's basketball team, as Rob Murphy and company will head to Athens, Ohio, to take on the Bobcats at 7 o'clock Tuesday night on the banks of the Hocking River in Athens, Ohio. The Bobcats were picked 12th in the MAC in the preseason poll. The Eagles were also at the bottom of their division, but it's two teams out to prove people wrong. And I know you got to talk to Chris James today to help change that perception as well. Yeah, talk about a double dip of electrifying players on the podcast today. Of course, I talked about Ariana Combs, but Chris James, someone who hasn't quite had the explosive numbers that she has, but you and I have both gotten to see him play uh, numerous times this year in all of his games. 
the kid just hustles harder than you've ever seen. Matt Klein, the assistant coach for the Eagles, has said that he's never seen a basketball player on the floor as much as this guy. And that just goes to show you kind of what this basketball team, Rob Murphy's team this year, is built of. And that's the reason they're off to such a good start. Start Ten wins already on the season and a really good opportunity to go on the road, get their first conference win of the season, get a conference road win. I don't care who you're playing in the MAC. That's a tough task. Eagles have only won six times ever in Athens. They'll try to change that mark Tuesday night coming up at a 7 p.m. start. Basketball on the road this weekend. The men will be in DeKalb to take on the Huskies of NIU, a 3.30 central time tip. Meanwhile, the women will be in Muncie at Worthen Arena, 1 p.m. start for Fred Castro's team. Not much going on at home in terms of this weekend, but we do have a few teams that will be kicking off their year for the first time. I cut catch up with Katie Minnesota, the third-year gymnastics head coach, to get her thoughts on the 2020 campaign. Last year, Eastern finished third in the MAC, and expectations for a whole lot more this year as they'll get things going on Saturday at Bowling Green, a team where they have high expectations and also good thoughts of going on the road and picking up that first MAC win. Yeah, you talked to Coach Minnesota. I, we also have on two student-athletes today, including Emily Dubronix, who is a name that, uh, if she's not already a household name for you Eagle fans, she will be because she's certainly uh, one of the best in the Mid-American Conference. Uh, last year, the Mid-American champion in uh, the floor routine, and she was an NCAA regional qualifier in the all-around. And her and a teammate today talk a lot about the expectations for the season. It's an interesting mix because very similar to Rob Murphy's squad and even Fred Castro's, some veteran people, but also uh, a lot of new faces that have a lot of talent. They're another team that expects to be competitive for, uh, in the MAC race this year, Greg, so really excited to see how they start off their season at Bowling Green. And then after a long training trip in Florida, swimming and diving back in action, they're at Wayne State coming up this weekend and track back in action there at the Wolverine Invitational, both the men's and women's with all-day action going on in Ann Arbor. We could also not uh, forget and thank everyone who turned out for the Quick Lane Bowl. The Eagles rolled out and painted Detroit green and white, uh, and we could not have had a better showing. So I know from you and I as athletic department members, we tip our caps to Eagle Nation who showed up in force in the D. There's not many words to describe how amazing of an experience it was to be at Ford Field for that game. Obviously, you and I working it, but little moments where we get to step away and see the magnitude of the game was fantastic. First off, when the team got there, uh, nearly three hours before tip-off, there was well over a 1,000 people outside to greet them for their traditional Eagle Walk. Of course, it was a home game for Eastern technically, so we still had all of the home traditions. The Eagle was there. The band was fantastic. And then I'll tell you, the moment that made my jaw hit the floor was the pregame party that, that everybody was invited to uh, for a small price, obviously. I walked up the stairs. The party had just began, Greg, and I know I told you right then, there was five, 600 people already in the doors for that. That's more than two and a half hours before uh, kickoff of the game. So to see that, and then the stands were absolutely full. I know they set a quick lane bowl record. 
And I'm going to go on record right here and tell you, I don't care what the numbers say, that crowd was 90% Eastern, at least. The, the place was rocking green and white. It was fantastic to see. So, yeah, from Greg and I, everybody at the athletic department, it was fantastic. And we know that we're going to continue to do that in the future, and we're just so excited that Eastern Michigan football and the athletic department has taken the turn that it has. So much in store on this broadcast. We hope you stay with us. A busy podcast in store as so much Eastern Michigan athletics coming right at you after this quick timeout. Well, there's no better way to kick off Mac play than with a win. And that's what Ariana Combs and the Eastern Michigan women's basketball team was able to do this past Saturday as they clipped the talons of the Falcons of Bowling Green 78 to 61 and was behind Ariana Combs' amazing career high performance that they did that. I'm joined by her now. And I just asked her before we started recording, did she know she had such a good performance? And she said, yes, well, it was amazing performance for those that didn't catch it. She shot 70% from the floor, 32 points, a new career high. That 70% mark, well, that's the best in EMU Convocation Center history. It's been open for 20 years, so that's pretty impressive. And now she's got six straight double-digit performances. I'm joined by her now. Ariana, when you think about some of the numbers you put up on Saturday, how impressive is that to you, or how happy does that make you feel to know that you're out on the court doing your thing? Um, it makes me real happy just to get back in my groove and actually see that I'm capable of doing this. Um, it makes me have a higher, a higher uh, amount of confidence on the court. Well, you've been all but perfect in the six games you've played thus far. You've scored double digits six straight times. How much does that say about your teammates that you're playing with, too, that you're getting the opportunity to get the ball from them so much and that they have so much trust in you? You missed the first portion of the season, but you come right in and you're taking over on the court as their leader. Mm -hmm. The team really uh, puts a lot of faith in me and um, they push the ball. They give me like they give me open shots. They give me to where I need to be. Um, they handle the ball well. They give me great pass and I have nothing to do but reward them and actually make the shot. So I give a lot of credit to my teammates and the people that I'm around. One thing I want to talk about that is a little bit outside of just this past game, but the, a lot of a storyline that maybe most people don't know, but it's so important to you, I know, and, and to the coaching staff as well, is your relationship with Coach Los Carlos Adamson. Of course, you're from Oklahoma City. You played for him in high school. What does it mean to be now in college with not only him, but you're also playing with some of your former teammates. You've got some more coming in in the future. How cool is that to have a reconnection with Coach Lowe's? And how much has that helped you be able to be successful here? Um, it's It's been a, a real, real tough journey. And he's always had my side. Like, he's always had my back through the through the rough times. And to know that he's here with me, like, it, it makes me want to do nothing but work even harder for him. Like, go harder for, the like, my teammates, my upcoming teammates, my teammates that are here now. Just uh, basically to set the bar really high, keep working really hard, and get everybody to follow. So I talked to you a little bit about the 70% shooting, the 14 of 21 performance. Not only is that the best in Convocation Center history, there's only seven players in Eastern Michigan basketball history that have a better mark than that in a single game. Is that something you think about or have had time to think about or just when you react to that? What does that mean to you? Um, it's definitely a confidence booster. I, I never really thought of that, but seeing that I'm capable of doing that, it just it just sets the bar higher that I can do that. So let's try to do that more than one time. Well, you guys close out the non-conference season with a five and six record. Then you get your record back to even six and six. You're one and zero in the conference. And 
I know that there's an inside feeling on your team that this team is able to compete for a MAC championship, and it doesn't matter what the non-conference record is. Does a game like this, a, a win over a Bowling Green team that I don't know if you know was one of the best offensive teams in the country statistically when you played them, you guys shut them down completely. Not only that, you have an explosion of offense yourself. Does a win like that, should that show people that you guys are ready to compete for a title? Yes, that a win like that should definitely open people's eyes. I know that we are like fourth in the West. Mm-hmm. We're fourth in the West, and a lot of people – they turn around when Eastern Michigan is ready to play. We want to open up everybody's eyes and let them know oh, we're here to make a stand and we are going to compete for the champion and we're going to win. That's a pretty uh, <laughs> bold claim, but I love to hear it. I know you guys have a lot of confidence. And then you guys get another tough opponent coming up on Wednesday in Kent State. They're another team that is seven and 7-5, but I think same attitude as you guys, trying to prove some people wrong and show some people. I know you haven't had a ton of time to, to study film with them and, and to look at them yet, but when you think about the upcoming schedule with Kent State and then, uh, of course, going to Ball State after that, those are a couple of tough games, and they're on the road. What changes when you're on the road, and what have you guys been doing to prepare for those games? Um, physicality changes. Our mindset stays the same. We have to go in there with the the right mindset. We have to go in there worried about us and just take care of the team. Everything will take care of ourselves. Uh, number one is defense. Number two is rebound the ball. And number three is taking care of the ball. Those three things stick stick with us throughout MAC play. And if we keep those in mind, I think we'll go really, really far. Well, you certainly uh, have off to a good start, a great personal performance, and then also a great team performance. Wish you all the best this week at Kent State. I know I'm going to make the trip down there with you, so I'm excited to see you guys play again. And then hopefully Saturday, a win at Ball State as well. Good luck this week, and, and go Eagles. Thank you. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. Well, you've heard from Eastern Michigan women's basketball player Ariana Combs, and now we're lucky to be joined by a men's basketball player. It's Chris James, one of the new players to the squad this year, but someone who's been impactful for the team thus far. And Chris, before we get going, I just want to ask you a little bit about this team's start to the season because it's been a pretty historic one, one of the best starts for Eastern Michigan basketball all time, and and you've been a big part of that. So I know that you guys aren't satisfied, especially after open up conference play with the the tough loss to Akron, but have you had time to kind of look back and and thought about the start that you guys have had, and what do you think about that? Uh, From the start that we had, uh, I say we did really good. Like uh, Coach Murphy was uh, reminding us, after the loss against Akron, like what we've been doing, like how we proved people wrong at the beginning of the year, especially at the Jamaica Classic, where a lot of people didn't think we we're going to win it at all and stuff like that, especially with the whole new team and all that. I feel like we're doing good so far, but uh, I think Akron was a really uh, good game for us because it helped us look at the mistakes we made, and I think it's going to impact us better as a team. Yeah, you mentioned so many new players on the team. It's almost like a completely different team from last year. I've been here for, this is my fifth year now, and I don't think I've ever seen an influx of so many new players. Have you ever been on a team that's had that many new players at one time? And if not, or if so, what's it like to have so many guys that are in the same situation as you that haven't really been here before? There's been some times where I've been on a new team, so like like travel ball and stuff like that. 
But basically, uh, for a team to work like that, you just need people who are committed to the cause. And I feel like we have a lot of great players that are committed and they're unselfish, and I feel like that's going to help us get a long way. Yeah, it seems like, obviously, with the record being so good thus far, you guys have really defied the odds and gelled incredibly quickly, which is so rare for a team with so many new people. And I know that's something you guys take a little personally, right? Because not many people believe that you guys could have this record, could contend for a MAC championship. And I know that's something you guys definitely see as a goal for yourself. So what's been the biggest contributing factor to having the success that you guys have had thus far when really most people outside of Eastern Michigan kind of wrote you guys off from the start? Probably just believing in ourselves because uh, well, we've seen what people have said about us being last in the conference and all of that, but I feel like it just helped us fuel us and uh, help us get to where we are right now, and I think we just got to continue to do that and we'll be fine. Well, let's talk a little bit about that Akron game. I know it's not uh, the best of situations. Obviously, you always want to learn, but still have a win uh, in the column there. And unfortunately, you guys fall, but a really good team you guys played against. And I know you talked a little bit about how important that a loss like that can be from your personal standpoint, but from a team standpoint as well. What's the biggest takeaway that you have uh, a couple of days now looking back at that Akron loss? Uh, I just feel like it humbled us a little bit because we were having all this win success and we were just like, no, like, Nothing that we do uh, bad is going to really affect us, but as you could see, it really affected us. So just like looking at the uh, takeaways that we had against that game, like all the mistakes we did, we can just learn how to fix them and stuff, and then I think we'll be good when we play other teams. Right from the start of the season, had a good role on this team, but I think it was the Michigan-Dearborn game where you really kind of stepped out of your shell. You scored 15 points that game. That's a season high uh, for you and really established yourself as, as a guard. One thing I've noticed about your play and that everybody talks about is just the pure hustle you have on the court. It seems like you're always flying around making diving plays. In fact, I know that Matt Klein, one of your assistant coaches, has said that he's never seen a basketball player in his life that's on the floor as much as you. Do you take that? As a compliment, and, and is that the reason that you're so different than every other player, your willingness to go for those loose balls, to play so fast, and, and to play kind of relentless like that? It's just something I've been doing for a while. Like, my coaches in high school used to say the same thing. Like, I can't go without a play without hitting the ground and stuff like that. But to be honest, I'm just trying as hard as I can to win the game, and whatever it takes, I'm going to do it. Well, you guys uh, now are, are hot and heavy into MAC play, and I know this is the best time of year for basketball players, and for us too, honestly, it's the most competitive time of the year. 0-1 in the MAC, but I know you still have a lot of goals ahead of you. Is this a team that can contend for the MAC championship? I believe so. I think we'll, we're capable of enough. It's just we got to play together and learn from our mistakes. We hope that you certainly will contend for that MAC championship. I know you guys have a couple of games coming up this week on the road. Wish you all the best of luck in those. Hopefully we'll come back with a, a 2 one record and we can talk to you uh, again. All right, thank you. Welcome back to the Eastern Insider Podcast. With all the basketball talk going on, we haven't had much of a chance to talk about another winter sport that's upcoming, and that is gymnastics. One of our 
best all-around teams here at Eastern Michigan. Of course, back-to-back MAC champs in 2016 and 2017 and looking to get back on that championship platform. Once again, they start their season in just five days with a trip down to Bowling Green. They've already had one exhibition this year, but now I'm so pleased to be joined by two of the team members. It's senior Emily DeBronix and junior Jada Rondu, and they're both here today and along with their head coach, who's actually right now sitting down with Greg, so you're going to hear from her a little bit later in the show. Talk a little bit about their upcoming season, so I'll start with Emily You've had an exhibition against Michigan, something you guys do every year. Walk us through how that went and how you're feeling heading into the season. Um, I always like the Michigan meet because it gets us like gets our toes in the water, gets us to kind of feel uh, more confident going into the first official meet because we kind of had that exhibition meet. Um, I feel like we learned a lot about our lineups and the newcomers because we have a lot of um, new people in our lineups this year and I think we really took um how the Michigan meet went we went back to practice focused on like the little details and kind of worked on uh what we like went through everybody and kind of like found what um works for them to like kind of feel make everybody feel more confident going into this first meet because I feel like um we really have worked so hard this past uh preseason and it's just being able to go out there and compete to the best of our ability, but having that confidence. And I think we've been working on a lot of pressure, pressure, pressure situations in, um, in practice. And I think that's um, going to help us a lot with our confidence going into Saturday. You guys are a program that, certainly as of late has had a lot of championship expectations and a lot of success in all areas. And you personally have had that success as well. Just last year, you post a MAC championship performance on the floor. You qualify for the NCAA regionals in the all-around event. So for something for someone who's had so much success, what keeps you hungry to want to improve that even more this year? Because certainly you've already set your ceiling and you're, you're ceiling pretty high, but I know you want to take it higher. Um, I think that what gets me motivated is just thinking um I really like want to be the best leader I can for the team to get us to have a team championship at max and to get us uh to regionals as a team because uh my freshman year we won max championships as a team and we won we went to regionals as a team and it was so different than being an individual and I really just want to use my experiences um to be able to lead the team and like um, get us uh, motivated and confident going into the season to be able to win a MAC championship and go to regionals. And Jada, you're in the same boat where last year you set four personal bests in different events. So this year going into it, what's the motivation for you? I would say the motivation for me is also like getting our team to hit their personal bests as well, like um, getting our team to win a MAC championship and qualify to regionals as a whole and like not much so as individuals, although that is like exciting and good, but like it's just a different experience to go as a team rather than individual like Emily did. And like when I was a senior in high school, I saw them win uh, MACs, go to regionals, and I was so pumped to join the team because I wanted that and like the high that they came off of. And, like, we haven't got that yet, but I believe this year we have we have a really good chance to getting that. So, yeah. And, Emily, I know that you guys have a great head coach in 
uh, Coach Manasola, but something that I wanted to ask you because it's a little interesting this year, her uh, having to take a little bit of a maternity leave the last couple months, and I know you guys have a great staff of assistant coaches that kind of took over and led you guys through that, but for you guys, was that an opportunity with her being gone for a little bit to step up as a senior, as upperclassman, and be able to kind of partake in the leadership role on the team? Yeah, um, I think that there's actually a lot of upperclassmen that actually stepped up and um, took leadership role. We always, like, do this thing where um, if, like, we actually did this last week. We had um, lineups in the gym, and the coaches were like, all right, now talk to each other, like, what you guys think. And it was an opportunity for, like, each person to just, like, speak up and um, have a leadership role on the team and, you know, give their input, like, not just what we're hearing from the coaches, which is really nice to hear to have a different perspective um, so we don't just always have to hear from our coach, but we also hear from our teammates and, like, what they think and maybe new ideas to help us um, be even better this year. Yeah, how important is that to have those kind of relationships with your coaches and your teammates where, you know, everybody says that no matter the team they're on or the office they're in is going to be a team environment, a collaborative environment, but it doesn't always happen. So it sounds like you guys actually have that where coach will listen to what you guys say. You guys include the underclassmen, all the upperclassmen. How important is it for really team chemistry and the ability to win to have a team where everybody gets to kind of partake? I'll ask both of you that question. Um, I think it's really important because um, if we're bonding and having fun and on the same page, I think that we can have so much success in the gym and when we compete. Um, last year, we kind of, at the end of the season, we kind of figured out that we do better when we just have fun and we just think, all right, it's just gymnastics and just go out there and do what we know how to do. And I think we do our best when we're having fun with our team and it's actually like enjoying our sport and um, doing something we love and we get to share it with each other, which is really cool. Yeah, I agree with M, and I just I think it's also very important because uh, so our theme this year is the 2020 like one vision, and so like having our teammates being all on the same page, seeing that same one vision, one goal, it helps everyone like strive and like be more motivated to get to your goal, and like when so this year like. The bond that we have between all our teammates, I feel like it's been the best that any year that we've had so far. And, like, I just think that'll really help us in season, like, knowing that we've got each other's backs and stuff. And it really helps with, like, the confidence for, like, myself and other people, knowing you have other people behind you supporting you and everything. So. All right. Well, there you have it. You just heard from two of our fantastic gymnasts here at Eastern Michigan. They are going to go get ready for their first competition. They've got five days before they head down to Bowling Green. I, in the meantime, am going to use this break to stretch out a little bit because these two have me feeling pretty bad about myself. They're, they're doing flips in the air. I have trouble getting off the couch most days. After this break, you're going to hear from their head coach, Katie Minnesota, right here on the Eastern Insider.
2020 season gets kicked off this weekend for EMU Gymnastics as they will make the short trip south to take on the Falcons of Bowling Green, joined by third-year head coach Katie Minnesota. What a way to get going. Conference play to open the season. Nothing like getting back in the gym. Yeah, super excited. We got a really big team this year and just really excited to get out there and show our stuff and compete against a MAC opponent. It's the oddity of the second straight year you go to Bowling Green because people remember last year you were supposed to host the Falcons but then we had that polar vortex and it was so cold in the building, you had to go south to Bowling Green. A, a rare oddity, but a chance to, to get the Falcons once again in a building you performed well in last year. Yes, absolutely. It was a little bit weird that we went there, um, but thankfully enough that they were able to accommodate us instead of um, just canceling the meet right away. But very excited. We do know that facility quite well. Um, So when we go back there, we know what to expect and do it all over again. As you look at 2019, before we get going into fully 2020, it was a a year that you were finished 500 in league competition, third at the MAC championships. Looking back from a season ago, what were you most proud of the way this team finished? Just that, just proud of the way they came together at the end, figured out how to compete as a team and put together a strong senior meet and a strong Mac meet that we went up a spot. We were fourth my first year and third last year. So looking to go up two more spots to the first place position uh, this year, but just really proud of how they came together and learn how to compete as a team. It was the first year the team hadn't been going as a full team to regionals, but you were still able to send two individuals to the postseason. What has that been able to say about EMU gymnastics on the national level? We're up and coming and we're working on our, our team camaraderie and working on the team chemistry and trying to get the culture back to where it needs to to be in a competitive and winning environment. And I think each year that I've been here, it's it's gotten increasingly better and we're just on the right path. So I'm really excited, especially for this year, because it just seems to be each year getting better and better. Talking about your upperclassmen for this 2020 campaign, everybody kind of looks at Emily Dobronix as leading the way and you also have Jada Rondo. What do those two bring to this team that make them so good? They work incredibly hard and they are so focused on trying to do the best jobs that they can and have the best routines out there for their team. Um, They are experienced and Emily having been to regionals as a team her first year and then individual last two years she's got experience in the postseason and Jada's just from the moment she got here till now has improved dramatically in her confidence in her gymnastics and I'm just really excited that they can lead the team to where we need to be. You look at some other people that are on your crew coming back this year. Brianna Price changing uh, some things that she's been able to do in in terms of adding floor this year and uh, some other uh, underclassmen. But who really stands out to you at this point? I think besides Emily and Jada, um, Bree adding floor to the mix. She's just a beautiful worker. Uh, on floor and on beam. Kara is another one that's going to be coming back um, from an injury. And um, I think Hannah Hartong, she's one of our freshmen that she's going to stand out pretty well. And um, we have Caitlin and Shannon, sophomore class. They're going to be returning to the beam and floor lineup and going to be rock stars. For those people that don't know, you missed uh, some time. You had an addition of your own in the off season back after maternity leave. How difficult one was it to be away from the team, but also now to be balancing two little ones while running around and, and still balancing this team? You know, it's kind of part of my life. Um, honestly, I really didn't even take much time off. I was pretty much back in the gym the next week. Um, and it's been 
a challenging transition, so to say. Uh, we have obviously a two and a half year old and a two and a half month old, and it's been fun and challenging at the same time. But sure, a little sleep too. Uh, yes, a little sleep. We're getting better, but um, actually, Luke just went to daycare for the first time this this morning, so that's been a, a difficult transition. But I think I'm ready. I think the season's ready to go, and it's kind of been my life in general, kind of for lack of better terms, crazy chaos. But um, <laughs> I wouldn't rather, I wouldn't want it any other way. It's I have my whole entire family with my husband and two kids, and my family here with my 20 athletes. So um, they're all very, very important. And I'm just really excited to bring both of those together and mesh them together. Last year, your theme was this team was on a road trip, a road trip to win a MAC championship, something that you you gave a challenge to, but uh, weren't able to complete. What's kind of the theme and mission this year for this year's team? I think it's kind of um, (laughs) obvious for everybody because a lot of people are using it, but one vision for us and and the main focus is to have the team have one vision on where we want to go and how we want to get there. And basically there's, we've, use kind of the vision as far as like glasses, you look through a glass, um, your your glasses as far as checking out what's going on right in front of you, put your blinkers on, which are, if anybody are horse people, that's what you put on to keep the distractions out. So on meet days, we put our blinkers on during preseason and in during season, we use the magnifying glass that's going to look at all the details to fine tune us and try and make sure that we're doing every little bit that we can to make us the best team that we can. And then in the beginning, we had the binoculars that looked far into season, but we don't look at that very often just because we don't need to focus on the outcome. It's it's the process, but you got to check in, check in every now and again. So as you look at it, the Falcons this weekend will be your opponent. You're on the road, but then you come home to open Mid-American Conference play inside your own building then as you get to face off against Central Michigan January 19th, an oddity of only having three home meets. Uh, not ideal, I know, but uh, uh, if somebody's looking at their calendar right now and circling those dates, why should they come out and watch EMU Gymnastics? Because we have a lot to show them. We're a lot of fun. We're very talented, and we're something – to be watched. We're a team that's up and coming and vying for the MAC championship, going to regionals and that national stage. And why wouldn't you want to come watch the Eagles? So I know it's a long way off still, but February 7th will be senior day, uh, a date that is way too soon, but a chance to watch Eagles there. And then you still have chances to, to get a little close to home, Kent State, as well as a trip to Michigan State. But the, the one day people also notice a trip to Georgia, a national power, and you also go out west to Air Force. How did those kind of meets come about? You know, just talking with other schools and um, trying to get on other people's schedules and want to get the team the exposure that they deserve and who can who better to go to than an SEC school that's always going to nationals and um, getting out to the West Coast is always something that's kind of fun and uh, Air Force had an opening. And so just trying to get on some higher ranked programs schedules. And it just happened to work out this year that Georgia was a, had an opening and we could go. So I'm really excited to get out there and compete in front of a bigger stage than um, what we're used to. Um, it can be intimidating, but I know when I was an athlete, it was so much fun. Like to, I just use all of that adrenaline and excitement from that the crowd had to I, I fed off of that. When you think back, what, what's kind of one of the toughest venues that you've been a part of in the gymnastics community? Well, that's a great question. I don't even know. Um, 
I saw I, I, we were in Utah a few years ago mm-hmm. for a women's basketball game. They were practicing and gymnastics was going on. I'd never seen a crowd of 13,000 people jammed in there for gymnastics. That was the most iconic moment I've seen, but I don't know what you've seen. Yeah, no, that's I've never actually competed there as an athlete, but I have been there as a coach and that it's it's very intense, but it's that's one of my favorite things is having those big crowds. One of my favorite places as an athlete to compete was Alabama because they also had really big crowds mm-hmm. and Georgia also has really big crowds as well. So they get like nine, 10,000 people. So Athens, here we come. I'm here excited. we come. Katie Minnesota, appreciate your time as always. Free admission for those that come out. If they want to come out, check out your team. The first home meet coming up on January 19th. Thank you and go Eagles. Well, that'll do it for another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Thank you, as always, to all of our guests and, most importantly, you, the listeners. We couldn't do it without you, and we're so excited to be able to bring you all things Eastern straight from the source every week. As always, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever you download your podcast, including this year from our own website, emueagles.com slash podcasts. Make sure you stay with us every Monday. We'll be back next week bigger and better than ever. Until then, go green, go white, and go Eastern, and have a great week.